Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. December 10th, 2020. Geography of the Mediterranean. Huckleberry Finn, The Great, Emu, War, and Advent. This is Awesome Today. Awesome Today is a daily show, even though it technically isn't every day. It is barely edited and sometimes offensive. It is a good show. Some might even call it awesome. If you are friends with someone who doesn't think this show is awesome, you deserve better friends. Hello. Hello. How are you? I'm fine. You've uh, got a real knack every day for making the intro just a, just a little bit more awkward than it was the day I before. I was just thinking, I don't know how to do this. This is not how I start sort of awesome. I have, maybe, a, I have a spiel, I have a thing. Maybe you could be like, back to you, Bob. I or should. just whatever, right out of the gate. Yes, I should. Anyway, hello. Hi. How are you? It doesn't have to be a spiel. This You continue in your own subversive ways <laughs> to try to overproduce the no. this and make it more than just us talking. See, if I were, I if I were trying to overproduce, I would have a non-awkward intro where I just am... You know, being well, a professional. Well, you've taken the other perspective and <laughs> that you're trying to make it so awkward that I'll be like, hey, could you come up with some kind of standard intro? I, I know what you're doing. I've known you a long time, lady. The truth is I am an awkward person. And so oh, the awkwardness not. comes out when I start You may awesome occasionally today. feel awkward. You were possibly the least awkward person well, I know. I don't know. You don't. You don't know if you can <laughs> believe that I know what I'm saying in this instance. I inwardly feel very awkward. Which is validated by everything I just said. <laughs> you may feel awkward, but... Okay. Hashtag arguing. Yes. Do people still do that? I never got on the hashtag train. I do think that people do it just mostly ironically. Now. Okay. Well, that's kind of how I meant it. Yes. So it wasn't like I was trying to set the new trending hashtag there. What day is it? Maybe I should. It's December 10th already. Dude, how? Because those days, they just keep on a, a going. Just keep flying by. As the... As the moon rotates and the sun rotate through the sky as the flat earth model would suggest <laughs> yes. the, the minutes and hours just keep rolling on by talk about subversive <laughs> you are always subversively trying to drop a little flat earth here I, here. I love i love i, I spent a deep dive into that i enjoyed it immensely i find it fascinating so i like to th and, I, and especially because it is such a People react so caustically. Yeah. And so I, I can't help but just squirt the lighter fluid over towards the, <laughs> the bonfire. That's very true. Yep. Okay. Well, today's a pretty awesome day. What is me. it? What is it? Tell me. It is the feast day of Our Lady of Loretto. Indeed. 
You want me to talk about this you mostly? Go. You go. You are the master Ooh. of this. Okay. This title of St. Mary or uh, Our Blessed Mother, Our Lady, however you want to refer to. She'll Mary. accept all those. Mary, Ever-Virgin. Uh, it refers to the Holy House of Loretto, the house in which she was born and where the Annunciation occurred. And there's an ancient statue of Our Lady found there at the house, the Holy House of Loretto. Yes. Now, if you are scratching your head thinking like, I don't remember there being a Loretto in present-day Israel. Mm -hmm. uh Loretto sounds like it might be in Italy. Could be Italy. What's going on here? There's a lot of Mediterranean between the two. Yes, exactly. Uh, it's puzzling. Well, you're right. There's there's some disconnect. You're, mm -hmm. There is a lot of Mediterranean between the two. Yes, and it's not a houseboat. Not this one. Or a boathouse. Those are two very different things. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Um, so you're right. But if you are intrigued, if you are like, what's going on with this story as to how the house that she, Our Lady, was born in is now in mm -hmm. Loretto, Italy, go look it up. Go look it up. Tease to the people. And then we're like, eh, eh. Go get your encyclopedia. That's right. Look up Get the L volume. Look up Loretto. This is classic Meg. It, Our first date, she didn't even kiss me. Yes, that's true. And look where we are now, five right? kids later. Five kids <laughs> later. Yes. <laughs> so what you're saying is, what, 22 years from now, all the listeners are going to be Catholic? That's <laughs> that how is, this is my gonna, plan. This is how this is going to play out? <laughs> yes. All right. I hope I'm alive long enough to see that. Now, as it stands right now, the site of the Holy House is the first, uh, that home is the first shrine of international renown that has been, ever, that was ever dedicated to the Blessed Virgin. Mm -hmm. It has been a Marian center for centuries, held in special esteem, and it is under the authority and protection of the church. Yes, yes. Now, Our Lady of Loretto, and, and this is, will only make sense if you know the story. Yeah, you need to read the story. But I will say that Our Lady of Loretto is the patron saint of air crews, aircraft pilots, aviation, aviators, flyers, flying, air forces, builders, construction workers, Italy as a whole, and several cities in Italy. And I can promise you right now that if, in fact, we do discover that the whatever alien federation that we just talked about the other day is a real thing, that if... For any reason, they were unawares of who she is. That she will soon be their patron saint as well. That's right. Because it is flying still. All things flying. Can we? And yes, it is. And you, you got to go read the story to figure yeah. out the connection here. Um, can we pause? This is not in your notes. Okay. Can, can we take a, a quick you know diversion? Me. I am more than happy to meander. Okay. Yes. I feel like for me as a new Catholic, something I was perpetually confused about was not Mary's perpetual virginity, right. but I was perpetually confused about how one woman has all of these different titles and like, yeah, how like the, so you are deeply devoted to Our Lady of Guadalupe. I am indeed. Now that title is Our Lady of Guadalupe refers to a specific Marian apparition, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. So there's that, but then there's also things like we as a family and well, how can I say this? We look often to or have in the past look to Mary, undoer of knots. So yes. that's another title for her. Yes. So she's one woman. She has all of these different titles. Do you want to talk a little bit about that and how we have like Our Lady of this and Our Lady of that? Yeah. So every every title ultimately is is there and affiliated with some sort of specific devotion. And... It, it's going to be many of these instances. Well, you know, this one is having to do with her home, but uh, like Our Lady of Guadalupe, this is this is an actual apparition. This is where she actually appeared, as the story goes, and spoke to a specific people, appeared a specific way yes. on their behalf, delivered a specific message that was for them. And this is the case in all of the recognized apparitions that have gone on throughout the centuries. And so with each one, then there are going to be some unique perspectives of grace and peace. Okay. Um, 
And so if you have a specific devotion to one of those, it's because you recognize that message is meaningful. It's not that there's 20 different St. Mary's up there wandering around. Mm. It's like this, just like you may, uh, if you're any other type of Christian, there may be specific parables. There may be specific Mm. apostles because of their life story that means something different to you that you more readily identify with. And so, yeah. It's an extension of grace to say, well, here, here's now how I'm approachable to people from this area. Yes. That's a perfect way to explain it. Thank you. Our Lady Undura of Knots, it's actually technically Mary Undura of Knots, refers to the concept that we were just talking about, that where Eve, in her role in the fall sort of tangle this up in sin yeah. that Mary untangles the sin, the knots of sin and conflict and yeah. uh, strained relationship and all of these things in our lives. And, and it, all of this through intercession. Nobody's suggesting right, 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 that right, she has right. taken over the role of, of salvation yes. or sanctification or any of the, the shun words. Right. Just that, just like you'd have a friend offer prayer for you mm-hmm. in a bad instance or a tough time yes. uh, or a friend to celebrate with you when things are good yes. that sh- the, the, the family of saints, the it's yeah, they're still participating and it's, it's just a means that way. So that's a, and you mentioned the saints, that's it. That is an even easier way to think of it. Many of us have a special devotion to a specific saint. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, we might learn specific Prayers that have been created for intercession, asking intercession from that saint, and that there's something about that saint's life that speaks to us in a specific way. Um, like our punching family, a heretic. Yes. Our family is also devoted to Blessed Stanley Rother, who is yeah, a yeah. German Catholic from Western Oklahoma. So, yeah, I just, I, it took me a long time to like piece together all of these different Marian titles and devotions. And so, anyway. And there's many that aren't official right that are yes. still uh, the church still takes the perspective hey any anything that is an aid to your faith so mm-hmm. long as it isn't arguing mm-hmm. with mm-hmm. doctrine that's been laid forth hey go for it exactly well that kind of leads us into talking about the litany of loretto do you yeah, want to talk about that i can okay this is one of the most popular prayers that exist in honor of the blessed mother the litany of loretto and what is a litany of course, is the question. The very technical definition is that it's a series of petitions often used in services or processions, usually in format, would be recited by the clergy and responded to in a recurring formula by the people. Right. Um, It doesn't have to be Right. That way. You can take these and and pray them yourself at any time. Oh, yeah, totally. And, And I've even... I'm trying to think what it was. I can't remember. I did a spiritual exercise. It wasn't the Ignatian exercises. I did a different spiritual exercise sometime back where for several weeks of that part of the daily prayer was the Litany of Loretto. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's also other litany prayers like there's a litany of humility. There's right. a litany of peace. In um, these, basically a litany calls on in some cases, it may be like a baptismal litany when Nico was baptized, for example. Mm-hmm. So our uh, music director had mm-hmm. uh, prepared for us. Was it? Was Alphys there? Yeah, yeah. Okay. And he would sing the names of you know specific saints, saints that were meaningful to our church parish, like St. Francis of Assisi and Blessed Stanley Ruther, but also to our family. And, and then, of course, to... Yeah, to anybody joining... Yeah. The church, anybody being baptized, whatever the event was, yeah. So it's a, a, a proclamation or an, a, a naming of that saint. So St. Nicholas, St. Augustine. Mm-hmm. And then it's like St. Nicholas pray for us. In the litany, litany of Loretto, it is many, 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 many titles. And you can even say like offices assigned to the Blessed Mother. And it, it starts with the Trinity. Yes. And always. it goes yeah. through all of the different perspectives there as well because again how many names does does god have throughout how many names does jesus have all the right all the things each one affiliated with a specific grace yes and so yeah yeah so you run through all of that 
Um, we've mentioned in the past, I know you have, I think we have on this show as well, um, Father Kevin Scallon, who's a pretty cool dude. He has a rosary recording. He's since passed. Yes. Um, but he has a rosary recording that you can still find on Spotify. And on the day that he does the glorious mysteries, at the end of that, he and his, is it his sister-in-law? Yes, sister-in-law. That does mm-hmm. this with him. They they are the ones who call and response everything. Mm-hmm. They they finish the glorious mysteries with the litany of Loretto. Yes. So if you just wanted to hear it there, you could even pull that up and skip to the end. Mm-hmm. Or just pray the rosary and then catch it at the end. Yes. Um, the closing prayer of the litany which you've gone through all of these these petitions all the way through but then the very at the very end is kind of a closing prayer offered it is grant we beseech thee o lord god unto us thy servants that we may rejoice in continual health of mind and body and by the glorious intercession of blessed mary ever virgin may be delivered from present sadness and enter into the joy of thine eternal gladness through Christ our Lord. Amen. Which sounds like quite possibly the best prayer that we could have as we continue to wade through the germ-infested swamps of COVID. Well, that's the best description I've heard all year. Yes. So, Our Lady of Loretto, pray for us. Indeed. Pray for us. All right. Well, in 1884, you always find good literary gems. I feel like that's a special kindness to me. Yes, it's a nod to you. Well, in 1884, Mark Twain's Adventures of Huckleberry Finn is first published in the UK and in Canada. It was later published in the United States in February of 1885, the next year, due to some kind of a printing error. I'm convinced it's a conspiracy. It's just a lesser one, so I don't feel the need to go solve it. (laughs) Oh, there's a reason why you and I are so uh, perfectly fitted for each other. Indeed. Would this be Twainanon? (laughs) Is that too dad jokey or is that okay? (laughs) Dad joke or not, I find it hilarious. Okay. (laughs) Well, this is a... This isn't wickedly long, but it's seatbelt worthy. Okay, buckle up, everybody. The The headline that I'd read was that 1932, today is the end of the Great Emu War. Well, you have an exclamation point in your notes. They here. did, too. Okay, are you going to say it? Explain the Great it? Emu War! <laughs> yeah, it feels good to yes. see that. Yeah. Thank you for prompting me. That wasn't in the notes. You just you read You read me well. You were my straight man there. That's right. So, Australian listeners, you've perked up already. Oh, yeah. Hopefully, if you know anything about yourselves, you've perked up already. And hopefully, you will grant us mercy if we get parts of this story wrong. Because it is quite a story. It's quite a story. Ultimately, this was a, quote, nuisance wildlife management military operation. That's a mouthful. Mm -hmm. It had its own hyperlink. I didn't have time to follow that as well. Mm. It was undertaken to address public concern over the number of emus said to be running amok in the Campion District of Western Australia. Amok, I tell you. Running amok. There's, yeah, I won't say what I said earlier. No, you said something. I went down the rhyming path and Uh I said some bad words. Uh Um, So to, to frame this better... Following World War One, uh-huh. you have this large number of discharged veterans returning home, and as a a thank you, no government thank you is ever without still serving its own interest to a small degree. Sure. But as a thank you, they had given land to many of these soldiers and encouraged them to take up farming. This is the the government side. They we need some food here, yeah. Yes. So. Shortly thereafter, of course, we have the Great Depression, which was a a world-impacting thing, not just the selfish, small-minded U.S. I am a small-minded American. Uh, Until this very moment, I didn't realize the Great Depression was a global event. All right, we're sidebarring again. Oh, no. It's okay. It's okay. okay. Um, I just read, and I'd read in depth because I was considering including this the other day. It didn't feel right for that particular day, but some of those... 
nuggets are still rattling around in my skull. Because you're an Enneagram 5, and once you know something, you can't unlearn it. Unless it's important, and then I can't remember. <laughs> what year did we graduate college? I have no idea. <laughs> 99? Yes. That was one of the graduations, yes. right? Yes. Married in 98. I do my best. I've done a lot of really intensive, purposeful work to try to remember some of those important dates. What year was AJ born? Seven. That's right. Okay. We can keep going with that, the global okay. depression. It took me a minute because for all of these important dates, I have to walk through a, a pathway of other things attached to it. You have to walk through a hoarder's living room. I do. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. All along the walls. I don't remember ceiling. buying Playboy in 1977. <laughs> I, it's a mess, but I have to get through there to find, yeah. So... Okay. This had this. Had, there's a lot of blame, rightfully so. There's a lot of blame on the U.S. for this truly global okay. Great Depression that existed. Mm -hmm. um, there were some weird things going on with monetary policy, and at the time, we had the bulk of the world, at least the bulk of the major nations, that were all operating off of the gold standard. Yes. What is oft overlooked is that while, yeah, we had some weird stuff going on here with monetary policy, that all of a sudden France had decided to begin gathering gold at a massive rate. And when mm. it was tied to currency, mm -hmm. they, they were not, uh, hmm, the words they used, they were sterilizing it, but this isn't a scientific term. Huh. Um, ultimately, what they're referencing is that they were they were bringing the gold in, but they were not introducing new currency in conjunction with it. Oh. And so effectively, for the entirety of the globe that worked, which was the... Yes. This is the, the advanced countries, everybody working off a standard, they were taking currency off of the table oh, around the globe. Shoot. Okay, that's not good for the rest of the... Right. Globe. Okay. Right, and things escalate from there, go into the, and honestly, it was coming off of, uh, for many places, just temporarily, it was coming off of the gold standard was almost a requisite to, for each country to come out of the depression. Okay. Yeah. So. Back to emus. Back to emus. We have the onset of the great depression, bad things going on. It did affect everyone. Mm -hmm. Um, well, they were, they being, they being the farmers, yeah, the, the, the farmers, soldier farmers, soldier farmers. They were asked, hey, can you think you could grow a little more food than you have been? Mm -hmm. And it wasn't like they were without some of their own difficulties. But then to aggravate things further, it just so happened to be at the time of year in which the migratory arrival of as many as 20,000 Emus, all right. Now, an emu is not a sparrow. No, no. If you're unfamiliar, it's like a, it's like an ostrich-sized, yeah, big old ugly bird. Yeah. And it's flightless. So when we say migration, they're not gracefully coasting in and landing. They're, it's like a giant running idiot festival. Where were they migrating from? Uh, whatever portion of the island that Australia okay. is yeah. that was. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Gonna be cooler. They were coming down to the warmer, oh, okay. this western, southwestern, I think, region. All right. And again, forgive running me. Running like idiots. Natives. Yeah, running like idiots, tearing shit up. Everywhere they go. Yeah. Well, as they get there, you know, this land has just recently 
relatively speaking, been cleared yeah. so that it could be farmed. They've set up irrigation and all of that, so there's plentiful water. And, hey, the emus quite enjoyed the easier passage through no obstructions and plenty of water to drink. And then, all be, there's crops here to eat. And mm. what they didn't eat, they trampled and pooped, and on, pooped and on and knocked down fences. And it was a literal shit mess. Gotcha. <laughs> Any fluid out of the nose? No, oh, it was close. Okay. It was close, but I, uh, nope, didn't do it. So with governmental approval and aid, these former soldier, now farmers, they set out against the emus. And, and you know, with 20,000, there's like herds, right? Herds. Everywhere. And, and as it was painted in, in some of the things I read, it was like the soldier's dream to have a machine gun <laughs> And just mowed down this this herd that was destroying their livelihood, right. their the country yeah. for crying out loud. Their food supply. Um, apologies to anybody who's super sensitive to the rights of emus. I'm sure there are those that are out there, and probably none of them are from Australia with any history under their belt. Yeah, that's for sure. But yeah, and so they've they've sent these guys out with machine guns. Well, it didn't go very smoothly. Oh, no. Within the first six the days. Emus, you know, the, the emus turned on them. Yeah. She gets on them. Well, yes, exactly. <laughs> they confiscated them. There were body cavity searches. It was a very invasive time. Um, within the first six days, estimations are that around 2,500 rounds of ammunition had been fired. Some reports indicating that no more than 50 birds had been dispatched. Oh, my. Because they're skittish. Well, they, they're not going to stand there. You, know, you you get close to them. They, they make whatever sound an emu makes, and they run and try to kick you weirdly and freak out, right? Right. It didn't go well. They're, Second effort, and we're, we're within yeah. days here. Second effort uh, kind of regrouped, went after. They tried all kinds of stuff. They mounted them in vehicles, the machine guns, all kinds of things. Nothing's working. But they did improve, at least, in the second effort. They They claimed... 986 emu uh, casualties that required 9,860 rounds. So they've they've improved the round to dispatch ratio now yes. to 10 to 1. Yeah. Now, despite 1932 being declared today as the end of the emu war, it was not the end. Okay. The the government, everybody, they'd been deeply harassed in the media mm. and not just in their own country. Mm embarrassed by it so you know they call an end to it but it's not over okay there were many other offenses and beyond even just this year many other offenses mounted because it's every year here they come again screwing up everything so using various forms of artillery throughout the years we get to 1943 there's a i found a newspaper clipping of farmers that were requesting that planes be used to drop bombs oh on the destructive herds that didn't get that didn't get pushed okay. through, but it right. was suggested. Mm -hmm. um, I saw that in 1950, the army minister approved the release of 500 rounds of 303 ammunition, which oh. is not typically a machine gun round. That's a high powered rifle. Wow. Um, unfortunately, that's as far as as my research permitted me to find today. Perhaps and hopefully. One of our listeners, if not one of the Australian listeners, someone else with some familiarity can help us know if, when, and how victory was ever attained. I mean... Join the Facebook group if you're not in it. Help us. Help know us. what happened. Help us know. That was a wild ride. I'll mm -hmm. tell you what. A wild emu chase instead of goose chase. That's a dad joke, and I know it wasn't funny, so I'll just go ahead and See exit out. scene right. I'll never look at emus the same again. I hate them. I've always hated them. Because they're in ostriches too. Yep. They're creepy. In my hometown, there was a ostrich ranch. Of course there was. Anybody ever get kicked? Hurt? I'm sure they did. Vicious kickers. Yeah. What a what a land, Australia. You can get kicked by birds. You can get punched by kangaroos. Right. You got those massive spiders. Right. You got sharks. You got everything. You got to be tough to live there. Yes, you do. I don't think I even would be allowed to visit. You could. You couldn't bring me or the children, but well, that's you could. I don't know. They'd, I'm not as tough as I used to be. Well, they'd be intimidated by your beard alone. Maybe. Or maybe they'd think it was their nest and try to sit on my head. Huh. <laughs> 
Well, here's a trending item that mm-hmm. does not have to do with emus. Or does it? Or dun, does dun, it? Dun. Well, 48 attorneys general. I like that you understood the plural. Thing. I as, as much as it angers me to type or say it that way, I know it's the appropriate way. So I put it that it way. It could be attorney generals, couldn't it? I don't know. Well, regardless, 48 of them. Out I of feel the like 50? attorney generals would be actual generals in some armed force that just happened to be attorneys before they were drafted into service. <laughs> I think that's right. Yes. <laughs> so 48 attorneys general and and the FTC have filed suit. Yes. Yes. My, Ag- my typo. Yes. Against Facebook. This time, dealing with monopoly and antitrust laws. I'm kind of surprised that hasn't happened already, honestly. I think they were... I hate to ever give too much credit to the government, but sometimes, sometimes, um, they do deserve a little. I think we've seen a rash over the last several years of grand jury things, of of commissions, of stuff that's ultimately been kind of an attempt to mildly overwhelm. Yeah. Uh, Maybe even the old, you know, watch my right, watch my right, and then get punched with the left kind of a deal. Yes, yes. I think it's been a distraction while they've they've put this case together. Because, yeah, no, nobody would have ever looked at this and thought, well, there's no way antitrust is a problem. It's like the government's two go-tos are taxes and antitrust, monopoly stuff. So... Next is going to be RICO, right? Yeah, probably will. We'll probably find out all kinds of weird stuff about Mark. Yes. The Zuck. The Zuck. Okay. Well, that's, I don't know how to segue into Advent. I don't know. I don't know. Other than to say it's now time for Advent. Now it's time for your Advent Corner. Gather around. I'm going to have you read today if you don't mind. Oh, okay. I don't mind. I like to listen to you read, okay? Well, that's very kind of you. This is the Thursday of the second week of Advent. Mm -hmm. And we are in Isaiah for the first reading. This is Isaiah 41, verses 13 through 20. I am the Lord your God who grasps your right hand. It is I who says to you, fear not, I will help you. Fear not, O worm Jacob, O maggot Israel. Yeah, that's in the Bible, yeah, there's you guys. There's got to be some things in context and translation there that aren't, aren't quite as ugly as that sounds. It's pretty ugly. <laughs> I will help you, says the Lord. Your Redeemer is the Holy One of Israel. I will make of you a threshing sledge, sharp, new, and double-edged, to thresh the mountains and crush them, to make the hills like chaff. When you winnow them, the wind shall carry them off and the storm shall scatter them. But you shall rejoice in the Lord and glory in the Holy One of Israel. The afflicted and the needy seek water in vain. Their tongues are parched with thirst. I, the Lord, will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will open up rivers on the bare heights and fountains in the broad valleys. I will turn the desert into a marshland and the dry ground into springs of water. I will plant in the desert the cedar, acacia, myrtle, and olive. I will set in the wasteland the cypress, together with the plane tree and the pine, that all may see and know, observe and understand, that the hand of the Lord has done this, the Holy One of Israel has created it. All right. So, again, as we think about, you know, this is a pretty, like, in some ways, kind of an aggressive voice from God through the prophet Isaiah, in a sense, like he's forcefully being like, you guys do not be afraid. I am going to take care of all of this for you. I will be your power. I will be the one that will make you the weapons that you need, maybe in the more spiritual sense, right? Or maybe not. Or maybe not. It's maybe a both and. Exactly. And it will, and people will see and they will, all of you all will glory in the Holy One of Israel. And I love the second part of the passage where it's talking about whatever your need is, basically. So he, the, the prophet is reporting that God is saying that you're afflicted, you're needy, you're seeking water, you're, you're thirsty, you're dehydrated to the maximum, you're parched. I will answer you. I will take care of you. And wherever there isn't water now, I will make there be water. Mm -hmm. If that's what it takes to quench your thirst, 
you can look and say, how could there be water here? And then there's a water there because that is what I can do for my people. And so we think about this in the context of this week when we're reflecting on peace and the peace of Advent for people who are trusting in God, like dependently trusting in him. Or not. Okay. Should be. Yeah. But not quite there in their heart yet. Yeah. There is this great sense of peace and knowing that like, even if your eyes can't see it, if it's not existent already in the visible world, in the 3D world, in the physical world, that doesn't mean that God can't make it be. Right. 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 Do you have anything you want to add? To I'm going to save mine until the end. Oh, okay. Because I'm, I think, think it, it all works okay. together. Okay. Well, the response comes from Psalm 145 verses selected from. Yes. <laughs> The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger and of great kindness. I will extol you, O God, O my God and King, and I will bless your name forever and ever. The Lord is good to all and compassionate toward all his works. Let all your works give you thanks, O Lord, and let your faithful ones bless you. Let them discourse of the glory of your kingdom and speak of your might. Let them make known to men your might and the glorious splendor of your kingdom. Your kingdom is a kingdom for all ages, and your dominion endures through all generations. So again, you know, kind of reflecting back in Isaiah that all will see the the works of God and, and glorify him. Here, the psalmist himself is praising him, praising God and saying, let all of your works give you thanks. All of your faithful ends bless you. Um, yeah. Let me look at something. Okay. I'm, I may... Yeah, I'm going to go ahead. Oh, okay. If that's okay. But fine by me. Um, it's, uh, like I've mentioned many times, and I'm sure I will again many times more, mm-hmm. it's one thing to read all of this for the current day and to take a perspective. But I think it's really valuable to also try to view everything then as it's part of the whole. Yes. And so we started out Advent with this excitement of looking towards. Mm -hmm. And then starting yesterday, the excitement's worn off of the people. Yeah. And they're they're starting to to as as my dad would say, piss and moan. Piss and moan. They're they're don't we do it. Murmuring. They're doing all the things. Mm -hmm. And they get scolded pretty hard yesterday. And then they get reminded in the order of first individual and then as a group that everything is going to be taken care of. Mm -hmm. We have still a little bit of some harsh words today, Mm -hmm. but it feels like it's a continuation and it feels like it was originally like a, Hey, and then it's like, all right, all right. We're starting to try to soothe the, the crying baby. Yes. Calm them down a little bit after you just scolded them for trying to climb the stairs. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and now we have an addressing, it looks like in reverse order, if I recall correctly, that it's first group and now it's back down to the individual level mm-hmm. of it's going to, it's, everything's going to be okay. And I feel like a really strong emphasis on the people understanding it isn't going to be okay because you go do something. Right. You just wait. I will take care of this. I'll do it better than you can. I'll do it so that even if you're in the middle of a place with the no water problem, I will, I will make water. Right. It will be fine. Yes. Just, shh, just relax. Just relax. Yeah. Let me do it. Yes. It doesn't, it doesn't, Persist when you do it. Let me do it. Exactly. Exactly. And guess what? I created all of this already. Before. Yeah. Like I can create anything. I've never stopped creating. Never stopped creating. Can That's certainly right. direct it here. Okay. Well, it's interesting because for the gospel, we're back in St. Matthew. This is chapter 11, verses 11 through 15. It's interesting to think about that in the context of uh the gospel in the context of what you were just saying. Jesus said to the crowds, Amen, I say to you, among those born of women, there has been none greater than John the Baptist. Yet the least in the kingdom of heaven is greater than he. From the days of John the Baptist until now, the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent are taking it by force. All the prophets in the law prophesied up to the time of John. 
And if you're willing to accept it, he is Elijah, the one who is to come. Whoever has ears ought to hear. So that's an interesting gospel to think about. It does remind me, the thing that just really struck me about this passage is something that I didn't say when we talked about St. John the Baptist earlier in Advent, is that he really represents the passage of the sort of Old Testament to the New Testament. Mm-hmm. The the One of the last Old Testament style prophets, which is what Isaiah is doing as, as he's serving as a prophet to God's people. Um, and then also being a, a herald in a, of good news, a, a herald of the gospel of of Christ, mm-hmm. uh, of Christ as the person and that the kingdom is coming. And so one of the earliest voices in the New Testament to declare Christ as the Messiah and as Lord. So he's so interesting in this. And I think that if you think about that in light of um, the the strength of the words in the prophecy from Isaiah and think about, you know, Christ is saying like the least of the people in the kingdom of heaven are greater than he. That's really something to ponder. You could potentially tie that to the fact that the least of those in the kingdom of heaven minimally realize that everything of worth and value that comes about is from God and not their own work and that they can be patient and wait and receive. Yeah. So those are your Thursday Advent thoughts for you. Thoughts of Advent. Yeah. Well, should we whirl? I think we should. Watch. Feels right. Read. Yeah. Listen. Yep. Life style. If you insist. Yeah. I do. You know I do. Okay. Um. Okay. Watching. There is. You recognized this, but we kind of knew this. There's a D.B. Cooper documentary on HBO, The Mystery of D.B. Cooper. Yes. I am in the high 90 percentile confident that I saw one of the awesomes pointing this out directly after the D.B. Cooper episode. Yeah. This isn't, it's lived subconsciously in our minds and then you saw other reference to it today. I suck. I don't remember who the awesome was that mentioned it. You know who you are. You deserve full credit and we thank you. That is on our short list of things to watch. I mean, we've gotten to the point, like you were watching a zombie apocalypse movie last night. It wasn't terrible. It wasn't good. It wasn't terrible. Do you remember the name of it? Nope. Okay. Well, we can't talk about it then. But this says it's on demand on HBO until December 31st. We got to get on watching this. So, yeah. I got to jump to listen. We'll come back to read. I'm out of order because I'd mentioned this. You're out of order. I'm out of order. Ma'am, sir, <laughs> I'd mentioned this the other day, and I've con- and I said if I can remember to go look it up, I will. And okay. I've continued to forget, and then I remembered and I looked it up. Giovanni Pierluigi Palestrina—that's a mouthful. If you can just remember Palestrina, go to Spotify or wherever it is that you listen to your music legally or illegally. This is quite possibly the most peace-bringing music that I have ever heard in my life. And if you need a little something to calm you down or just something in the background to maintain the the calmness that you desire, you got to check that out. Okay, I like it. I I heard it in your office earlier. Yes, I played it for several hours today because the Savage Beast needed to be soothed. Okay, I'm glad you remembered that Palestrina speaks to your soul. So technically today is wallow. It's all out of order. It's okay. Moving to back to read now. Well, I would suggest go read about Our Lady of Loretto. Keep an open mind. Think about the fact that God tells us in his word, just because you see something and you think something can't happen doesn't mean it can't happen. That's right. That's right. Think about that as you read about Our Lady of Loretto and how her house got to Italy. You could also read The Adventures of Huckleberry Finn. Thank you, Mark Twain. <laughs> you're, I'll speak on his behalf. Yes. You're welcome. You're welcome, sir. Sir, you're welcome. Um, listen. I'm continuing to listen to, as I get time to do so, the podcast I mentioned earlier this week, Cousins by Blood. 
again, this is an independent podcast. Okay. You know, like I, from a production standpoint alone, I'm very impressed with what this guy is doing. His first name is Matt. I can tell you that much. Um, Matt, the cousin. Matt, he's not one of the cousins. He's the private investigator hired by ah. the family of the man who was convicted for this murder. So you should bear that in mind. Like, structurally speaking, as a true crime podcast, it is problematic in that sense. Like, the family of this man hired him to do the investigation. And the guy was like, oh my gosh, there's so much here. But there's places where he does come across a little sympathetic to the family who's paying him or paid him okay. to do this. Anyway, he understands. You prefer the man to be without sympathy? <laughs> How dare you? How dare you, ma'am? He understands the structure of a great true crime serialized podcast in the sense that every episode's got that cliffhanger at the end to where you can't wait to push play on the next episode. Nice. So again, I highly recommend Cousins by Blood if you like a true crime story. Excellent. I personally cannot think... Oh, I have one lifestyle thing. Okay. Um, I have a dear friend who I'm quite sure doesn't listen to this podcast. And he sent us a delightful Christmas treat. What is the company? Harry and David. Harry and David, which I know is a, a thing. I yes. just don't remember names well. Yes. Oh, my word. The the there's, stuff in there. There's a Christmas Credo goodies. Yes. Yes. It's like a gift basket in a box kind of a gig. Yes. And nice stuff. Not cheapy garbage stuff. Nice stuff. We're, we were so touched by the receipt of that. We've already sampled some of it. I have a feeling we're getting ready to get into the cheese here shortly. Yeah, we are. And so that, that's that been a pretty cool thing for me today. But you have a cool thing. I have a cool thing. You know, we continue to enjoy selecting and tasting new scotches. Mm -hmm. You've kind of found, like, I have my Artebeg 10, which I love. Mm -hmm. It's probably number one on my list. Do you feel like the, Clint, the Glen Meringue is... The original mm -hmm. is sitting at the top of your list at this moment. At this moment, yes. All time, no. Okay. It's in the top group. Well, when I was at the... Do I get to say why? Oh, please do. Go ahead. Um, it's not It's not a, a peat monster. It's not smoky. It's not what you would... What I think a lot of people affiliate with yeah. when they hear scotch. It is... I think it's a Highland. Mm -hmm. It yeah. is very bright. Mm -hmm. There's There's heavy peach yeah. flavor to it. It's got a sweetness to it. It's just very good and different. And even though I would have thought in the in cooler weather that I would have leaned harder towards the smoky, heavier flavors, it's I've just really enjoyed the brightness of it lately. It's a very lovely scotch. Yes. Well, I picked up one at the liquor store the other day, uh, yesterday actually, that I am... She drank it all. <laughs> Just kidding. It's still here. Deeply enjoying. It is a space side. Mm -hmm. Okay. So uh, it's from Ben Riach. Ben Riach. I'm ben sure... Riach. Yeah, I'm sure you got to throw some funk in it somehow. I've not pulled up a how to pronounce yet on that. Here are some of the tasting notes. In the nose, on the nose, nutty, rich... Almonds, hazelnut, appealing green apple freshness with aromas of lemon and grapefruit. It's really fruity, don't you think? Well, I don't know. The I've only had like two sips of it because you punched me in the left eye. That's true. When I, I said, tried. Excuse me, that is mine. What I noticed most greatest presence was I noticed the nutty yes. flavor, but then overwhelming. It's a honey bomb. It's honey. For sure. Which is nice. Yes. Or at least I thought it was until my eyes swole up. <laughs> On the palate, it is floral and spicy, clean and bright fruit, green apples, pears, honeysuckle, the honey, as you mentioned, mm -hmm. um, a touch of creme brulee even. Hmm, I don't have to think about that. Yeah. The finish has a spiciness that hangs on. The overriding character is fresh, clean fruit, refreshing and lip smacking. So this is the, the Benriach 10. And like I said, I just picked it up on a whim when I saw that it had honey in the notes because I am such a sucker for honey. I love it so much. And this did not disappoint. It's probably you one of my favorites. Could probably put this in an atomizer and wear it as a perfume. Yes. We might have more kids. Oh, hey now. I don't know. I'm Do you just want saying. more kids? We can't 
you'll have to convert the back of mine suburban into a you uh, know what at this point we can carrier. we can just knock a wall out and set up some military bunks and i don't think anybody'd even notice probably not so running tight on closet space though that's for sure all right i think that's it that's for all us. of it that's all fantastic yeah. Have an awesome today, would you? Please do. Bye-bye. Bye. The Facebook is more invasive than the migratory emu. The current-day American judicial system is more gentle than the Australian farmers of the 1930s. Find Awesome Today and Sorta Awesome Media on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, TikTok, and literally everywhere podcasts are found. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.